Amen. It's a wonderful day to be in the house of the Lord. If you have your Bibles this morning, please turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 14. Matthew 14, beginning at verse 14. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a deserted place, and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, We have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, Bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitudes. So they all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Moved with compassion, healing their sick, provision in the hands of Jesus. Verse 22 and on, immediately Jesus made his disciples, that is, he strongly urged them to get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he got up, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And so he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. 
We all face dark seasons. We all face the night. The fourth watch. We all face storms and clement weather. It's a part of life. And these two are necessary. That the trying and testing of our faith be accomplished. The disciples had been with the Lord. They had walked with Him. They had talked with Him. They had ministered alongside Him. Walking and talking with Jesus. Following Jesus. They had witnessed and experienced His miracle, power, and provision. These disciples knew Him. They knew the form of His appearance. They knew how He walked. They had been with Him in the day, and they had been with Him in the night. And look at what had just taken place when it was evening, the hour already late. With five loaves and two fish, 5,000 men ate besides women and children. The Bible says all these were filled, and they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained. What do we see here? Here we see the compassion of Jesus. We see the command of Jesus. And we see the provision of Jesus. Five loaves and two fish in the hands of the miracle maker. Well, mealtime was over. The Bible says immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. Jesus said to them, go on ahead. Go on ahead of me. Go before me to the other side. Never go on ahead of Jesus unless he tells you to. If he tells you to, things will be all right. If he tells you to, he's got your journey on the sea under control. If he tells you to, you can trust his word and trust his command. And we pick up the text. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary. Go on ahead, Jesus urging his disciples. Go on ahead of me. Set out. Go before me to the other side, Jesus says. And so they set out to the watches of the night, and here the disciples run into waves and contrary winds. Ever been there? Sent out by Jesus? 
sent out ahead and you run into waves and contrary winds? I'm sure the disciples were talking. Where's Jesus? Why did we go on ahead? Where is he? We need him. Look at what we're up against. He told us to go, and we run into this. And now we read some of the strangest words. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Listen to the voice Bible. The boat was in the water some distance from land, buffeted and pushed around by waves and wind. Deep in the night, when he had concluded his prayers, Jesus walked out on the water to his disciples in their boat. The disciples saw a figure moving toward them and were terrified. Disciple, it's a ghost. Another disciple, a ghost. What will we do? Question, did nobody recognize who he was? Did not one disciple stop and think, it might be Jesus. He told us to head out. He said, go before me to the other side. We followed his command. We trusted his word. We set sail. Surely they knew he would come. Share the words of David Wilkerson. The greatest danger we all face is not being able to see Jesus in our troubles. Instead, we see ghosts. In that peak moment of fear when the night is the blackest and the storm is the angriest, Jesus always draws near to us to reveal himself as the Lord of the flood, the Savior in the storms. The Lord sitteth upon the flood, yea, the Lord sitteth king forever, Psalm 29.10. He goes on in Matthew 14, Jesus ordered his disciples into a boat that was headed for a storm. The Bible says he constrained them to get into a ship. In other words, he insisted they get into the ship even though it was headed for troubled waters. It would be tossed about like a bobbing cork. And where was Jesus? He was up in the mountains overlooking the sea, praying for them not to fail in the test he knew was coming. Later he came to them walking on the water, see Matthew 14, 25, but not one disciple recognized him. They did not Expect to see him out there in the middle of a storm. Never ever did they expect him to be with them or even near them in a tempest. 
At least one disciple should have recognized what was happening and said, Look, friends, Jesus said he would never leave us or forsake us. He sent us on this mission. We are in the center of his will. He said the steps of a righteous man are ordered by him. Look again. That's our Lord. He is right here. We've never once been out of his sight. There was only one lesson to be learned. Only one. It was a simple lesson. Not some deep, mystical, earth-shattering one. Jesus wanted to be trusted as their Lord in every storm of life. He simply wanted them to maintain their cheer and confidence, even in the blackest hours of trial. Just one simple but very important lesson. I am with you always, even unto the end of the world, Matthew 28, 20. No, Jesus, he sends us out. Put yourself in the story today, or perhaps you are there. He sends us out knowing we are headed for a storm. One would be wise to realize that encounters such as these are necessary. And think of the dangers we face, and yet the greatest danger we face is not the dangers. The waves and the contrary winds, the greatest danger we all face is not being able to see Jesus in our troubles. I know it's true in my life. He's proven it to me time and time again. That in the peak moment, when the night is the blackest and the storm is the fiercest, Jesus always draws near to reveal himself as the Lord of the flood and the Savior in the storms. Do you know Psalm 29.10? Not just having read it, but having experienced it. The KJV, the Lord sitteth upon the flood. Yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Amplified Bible reads, The Lord sat as king over the deluge and still sits. The Lord still sits as king and forever. Can I ask this question today in the house of the Lord? Does darkness, waves, and contrary winds have us seeing ghosts? When we should be seeing Jesus? A ghost walking on the water towards us? No, no. That's our Jesus. And I love those words from the quote I read. And where was Jesus? He was up in the mountains overlooking the sea, praying for them. Not to fail in the test he knew was coming. Have you ever faced waves and contrary winds? And wondered where Jesus is? Where are you, Lord? He said, go on ahead. I listened. I set sail. And here I am, midst of a tempest. 
Where are you, Jesus? Well, our great intercessor is up in the mountain, overlooking the sea of life, praying for us not to fail in the test. He knew it was coming. He's making intercession for us. These tests are a part of the trying and testing of our faith. They're necessary. So Jesus is up in the mountain. He's praying, interceding for us. You know, I wonder, is there at least one disciple that expects to see him out on the water in the middle of a storm? Is there even one disciple that expects him to be with them and even near them in a tempest? What a simple lesson. And my, how it impacts lives. How it impacts our living and our life. Those words, there was one lesson to be learned, only one. It was a simple lesson, not some deep, mystical, earth-shattering one. Jesus wanted to be trusted as their Lord in every storm of life. He simply wanted them to maintain their cheer and confidence. Have you lost it? The cheer and the confidence? He simply wanted them to maintain their cheer and confidence even in the blackest hours of trial. Just one simple but very important lesson. I love it. Matthew 28, 20. Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. We all face dark seasons. We all face the night. We all face storms and clement weather. Are you here today in the house of the Lord and you're facing darkness? The night waves and contrary winds even though, even though you've obeyed his voice? You've been obedient. Followed his command. The truth is this, there are lessons we all must learn in this life as we follow Jesus. No matter who we are, there are lessons we must learn. It's a part of the trying and the testing of our faith. Our faith in Jesus. Our faith in his word, in his command. Our faith in his character who he is. And this simple lesson is one of them. Jesus wants to be trusted. Do you trust Jesus? It's easy to trust him when you're feeding 5,000. The provision's flowing and there's baskets left over and my oh my. How sweet it is. When he's right there with you, you know the miracle maker's right here. Just get some bread in his hands and we're okay. 
But do you trust him when he sends you out ahead? Says, go on ahead. Go on ahead of me. Go on ahead of me. And then you run into waves and contrary winds and darkness and the tempest and fierce storm. He wants to be trusted as our Lord in every season of life, every circumstance of life. The bright times like the feeding of the multitude and in every storm of life, wave and contrary winds. Jesus wants us to trust him as Lord and he wants us to maintain our cheer and confidence even in the blackest hours of trial. I really think the two go hand in hand. <laughs> he's our joy, he's our strength, he's our confidence. So if I'm out in the sea, he sent me out ahead. And I say, I trust Jesus. I sure hope he's coming. I trust Jesus, but I'm downcast and I got no cheer. Confidence starts to wane. In these moments, in these times, let these be the words of our confession. Jesus said he would never leave us or forsake us. He sent us on this mission. We are in the center of his will. He said the steps of the righteous are ordered by him. Look again. That's no ghost. That's our Lord. He's right here. We've never once been out of his sight. Can we receive the word of the Lord today? You know how it must break his heart when the confession and declaration turns to he has left us and forsaken us. He sent us on this mission. We are in the center of this mess. He said the steps of a righteous man are ordered by him. Doesn't seem like it. Look, a ghost. What should we do? Crying out in fear. Where is he? We must be out of his sight. Does he even care? The mess we're in. Be encouraged today. Be strengthened today with words like these, Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I full-on believe that he's up in the mountain interceding for us, overlooking the sea of life, praying for us that we do not fail in the test he knew was coming. Isaiah 41, verse 10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. We read words like Romans 8, verses 38 and 39, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
You're out in the sea. He sent you ahead. He's saying, I feel separation. Where is he? He's with you. He's for you. He's praying for you. He's interceding for you. He's given you his word. He sent you out. You know he's faithful. You have to know he's coming. He just said go on ahead. He didn't say go on alone. Are you persuaded? The voice, for I have every confidence that nothing, not death, life, heavenly messengers, dark spirits, the present, the future, spiritual powers, height, depth, nor any created thing can come between us and the love of God revealed in the anointed Jesus our Lord. You know what the Bible says? Many waters cannot quench love. Neither can the floods drown it. He's so faithful. He wants to be trusted. How many in this room today, you enjoy being trusted? Now, if you're not trusted, maybe there's an issue. Jesus is perfect. Perfectly faithful. And he wants to be trusted in every season of life. No matter what we're facing, no matter what we're going through, it's easy to trust him in those seasons when we're feeding a multitude, when we're walking beside him, when we're seeing him break bread and speak to heaven and the provisions flowing. But what about when we're out in a boat, (laughs) the middle of the sea being tossed about by waves and contrary winds? It's seemingly out of our control. We're just trying to manage, trying to make do, trying to hang on. (laughs) Do we still trust them? Do we still have cheer and confidence? For many, cheer and confidence, they go overboard. As soon as they're facing waves and contrary winds. It's part of the cargo. Overboard. Confidence in Jesus. Overboard. Confession and declaration of faith. Overboard. Totally lose sight. Instead of just stepping back and saying, okay, Lord, I want to discern this. The testing and trying of my faith right now. And I believe wholeheartedly that you're up in the mountain overlooking the sea of my life, the sea of life. Praying and interceding for me. My great intercessor that I would not fail in this test. I want to pass tests. I don't know about you. We can have the worship team come. 
John 16, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have. I love that it doesn't say you may have. You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. You see this? I have overcome the world. Jesus is saying you're going to face tribulation. Be of good cheer. There's a test coming. There's trying of your faith coming. Be of good cheer. I've overcome. The Amplified. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you will have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. You can say amen to that. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident, certain, undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. One of the most well-known Bible verses, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Jesus didn't send them out ahead into a storm to wreck them. Rather, to make them. Jesus is praying for us. And Jesus still walks on water. If we haven't yet, let us learn to recognize how he walks. For it is no ghost. Back to the text, the New King James Version. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. Did they know his voice? And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Why did you doubt? Perhaps it refers to two things. Reading from the voice, Jesus, be still, it is I. You have nothing to fear. Didn't they know his voice? The same voice that constrained them to set sail. The same voice that they heard on the shore not long ago when he said, set out. The same voice that said, you feed them. The same voice that said, don't send them the way. The same voice, they had just talked with him. Same voice. 
You see what can happen? Waves, contrary winds in the middle of the tempest. It's like you can't even recognize his voice. The same voice. It said, give me the bread, give me the fish. The same voice that cried out to heaven, that broke the bread. Peter, Lord, if it's really you, then command me to meet you on the water. And Jesus, indeed, come. Peter stepped out of the boat onto the water and began walking towards Jesus. Don't you wish that period was the end? But when he remembered how strong the wind was, his courage caught him in the throat. And he began to sink. Peter, Master, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached for Peter and caught him. Jesus, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt and dance back and forth between following me and heeding fear? Then Jesus and Peter climbed into the boat together, and the wind became still. And the disciples worshipped him. Disciples, truly you are the Son of God. Listen, Jesus knew where that boat was. Jesus had sent them out. He said, go on ahead. Not go on alone. Jesus saw it. He saw his disciples. He knew the waves and the wind after and against them. Incredible words. Jesus had said it was him. They're crying out, it's a ghost. Fearful. And Jesus says, guys, it's me. Same voice. It's me. And yet we read those words, Lord, if it's really you, if it's really you, then command me to meet you on the water. You know, the story could read different. Jesus could have said, you took me for a ghost? (laughs) But no, Jesus welcomed Peter out to walk on water. To walk on waves in contrary winds. And out steps Peter, and there he is walking on the water with Jesus. Walking toward Jesus. What a miracle. And isn't that how it is? We often remember how strong the wind is. And courage catches us in the throat and we begin to sink. To the church today I say this. By the Spirit of the Lord, let's have faith and remember not the strength of the tempest, but rather remember the strength of the one who sits upon the flood. Yes, the Lord sitteth king forever. 
The one who walks is king above waves and winds, for no tempest stands against him. You know what the Bible says, Psalm 93, verses 3 and 4? The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, eh, than the mighty waves of the sea. He's stronger than the wild sea storms and mightier than sea storm breakers. That's our Lord and Savior. That's our God. Have you been sent out? You've been obedient. You've obeyed his voice. However, it applies today. And if the message doesn't apply today, it will at some point in your life because these tests are necessary. You've set out. You've obeyed the Lord. You've followed his command precisely. You didn't question. You didn't hang out on the beach and say, are you sure? Go on ahead. Why don't we just wait for you? We can wait until you're finished praying. I mean, then they may have had faith. You know what I'm saying? Head out in the storm. Who cares? Jesus is in the boat. But you've headed out. Jesus said, go. You've trusted in his word. He said, go on ahead. He didn't say, go on alone. Go on ahead. You've set sail. You're out in the middle of the sea, and you've run into waves. I don't know what the waves represent today, but you've run into waves and contrary winds. You're in the middle of a tempest. Have you lost your confidence? Have you lost your cheer? Have you thrown your confession overboard? If you're there today, trust him. Trust him as Lord in this season, in every season of life. And you got to know that right now, right now he's up in the mountain praying for you. I mean, if I could have anybody pray for me, thank you for all your prayers, but I'll take Jesus. I'm sorry. (laughs) The great intercessor up in the mountain overlooking the sea of life, he sees exactly where I am, and he sees exactly where you are. He's praying for you. He's interceding that you'd pass the test, that you would not fail. He knew the test was coming. Maybe you didn't. He knew the test was coming. It's part of the testing and trying of our faith. Let's stand today. If you need prayer for anything, please feel free to come forward to the altar this morning. If you are in the middle of a storm, you're facing a tempest, and you'd just like somebody to pray with you, please feel free to come forward. If you're here this morning and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, You feel the tugging on your heart. You've heard the message of the gospel perhaps in the past. Maybe you've never heard it. But the Bible tells us, and you can read all about it, 
The Bible tells us that we've sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all need a Savior. We all need saving. Jesus is the only one who can save us. It's by His blood. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He gave Jesus. He sent Jesus into the world to die a criminal's death on our behalf, to carry all our sin and all our iniquity on Him, on His shoulders. He died on the cross, he was buried in the tomb, and on the third day, as the Bible declares, and as witnesses record, he rose again. He conquered sin and death. And today he offers you right relationship with him and with the Father. Lord, we thank you for your word. I pray for every person in this room this morning, Lord, those facing storms right now in the middle of a tempest. And, Lord, for those that will find themselves there one day, that we would remember this message, Lord. We would remember the Word of God. And, Lord, that we would trust you in every season of life, knowing that you are for us and not against us. Lord, I pray that we would not lose our cheer and our confidence. And I pray for anyone here this morning that, is in the midst of a tempest and they've lost that cheer and confidence. I pray, Lord, that they would get it back right now in the name of Jesus. As they begin to declare your word and your promises in their life and cling to the hope that you have overcome. We love you, Lord.